0: What's going on everybody? I'm Will the Greatest. And I'm your host for the Ace Podcast, where we talk all things art, culture, and entertainment, but more specifically pop culture entertainment. How is everybody doing today? I hope you're doing well out there in the land of the listener. And with me today, I am joined by Aaron Alexander. How are you doing? Hello, hello.
1: I am doing fantastic, man. Today's been a nice day. It's been a beautiful day. It's really it's really been sunny out here in California and I want a nice walk pleasurable very good
0: very good how about you man how you doing uh i'm i'm doing better now that i don't have to deal with work today was like i was i was freaking out a little bit because i needed to get a workout in it wound up being way longer than i expected now my abs are entirely just gone to shit oh they hurt um i had four people set up today three of them canceled, except for my last one. So there went several hours of of my life. Uh, and then the last one was just, it was like trying to open a can with a pair of pliers. It was not fun, but it's part of the process of me just getting to know, you know, the person and that adjustment and all that shit. So hopefully things improve over time. Um, but I am happy. Uh, you know, we have a lot of uh, diverse topics and stuff to talk about today, and I can kind of wind down and like, doing something that, that actually, uh, something else that, that I enjoy. Like, I love helping people, but I also love this. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, man, I
1: I, I feel you. You got to love people, too. <laughs> but that, right. sound, that sucks <laughs> that that happened.
0: Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's fucking with my money. I think that's really the... It's like uh, hmm. okay, um, and, and someone someone actually texted me about an hour ago, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not answering that. let just, just not so.
1: Mm. Um, <laughs> like like Dave Chappelle said, don't fuck with a man's
0: meal. Uh, d- don't. <laughs> Very correct. <laughs> uh, don't 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 play with my my meals and my money. Um, but but you know I think that's okay, and that is something I will take or Uh, tomorrow Uh, Mm -hmm. but in the meantime we we have a lot of uh marvel related news today Um, a lot to discuss especially after last week um in terms of how you want to take this do you want to start with wandavision or do you want to end with wandavision Oh man, we gotta talk about Wandavision, bro. We gotta All right,
1: that's look, what the people are here for. That's what they want. That's what clear. I want. Shit.
0: <laughs> All right, let, let's start let's start with WandaVision, then we'll get into the uh, the other news. All the other news is interesting. I think So this week, uh Friday uh February 5th, happy Black History Month, everybody. We were gifted with a new episode, episode five of Wandavision. Um a longer than usual episode, thank God. Uh, this will be a full spoiler discussion between Aaron and I, just letting you know up front. Uh, we're not, we're, you know, it, we've been trying to hide our tongues, uh, strategically for a couple weeks now, but this time I think this warrants a completely unrestricted spoiler conversation. Uh, so if you want to skip this, you know, there will be timestamps to the other topics and you can go ahead into those. Now, let's get into it. This week's episode of WandaVision, uh,
2: no. Let me start this out by saying the leaks were correct. However, yeah. however,
0: when the reveal happened of Evan here's here's my thing about leaks. I don't fully believe them until I see them with my own eyes. Like I believe them to an right. extent. But I still don't take them fully seriously till I see it, because the production company can always change their mind. They can cut it out at the last minute. You know, they can they can ultimately have the final decision about what we do and don't get to see. When Evan Peters showed up uh, at that doorstep, I first thought when I saw the hair was, "Oh shit, is it Aaron Taylor Johnson?" <laughs> <laughs> and when they oh. showed the, because I, I still had the, I, I realized it was Quicksilver. I thought there was still a sliver of chance that it could have been uh, uh, Aaron when it showed it was Evan Peters. I jumped up onto my bed in hysterics. Like I was up, I I wish I could have uh, recorded it Um, because something in the back of my mind said, "Eh, maybe you want to record this. And I didn't take it seriously because I'm like, maybe I'll do a, a reaction for the finale. But this one, because I, I didn't think we would get some crazy shit like this so soon. I expected them to save it for more like the finale, like Mandalorian, for, for crazy shit. Um, it jumped both feet onto my bed where I was originally laying down and backed myself up the wall. My bed sits, sits next to the wall. I was so hysterical at this reveal. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the (laughs) fuck, Marvel? What the fuck? I I did not believe I still kind of don't believe it. Like I'm I'm probably gonna go back and watch the episode again. Uh I I was, you know, I I think I will, you know, I want to watch Malcolm and Marie, of course. But I think I want to watch this episode again. Um What were your reactions? Cause I lost my entire shit. All of the shit was lost for me.
1: Ooh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my shit was uh, indeed also lost. Uh, it, was in the, it was in the the lost and found bucket, but I uh, I still haven't found it. It's deep. It's deep in there. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was wild, man. I, I saw the leaks and I shared them with you guys, but part of me didn't believe it. Part of me was like, nah, mm-hmm. maybe like if they do do this, maybe it's like like a fan made thing. But then I saw. Uh, a video of a thirty-second clip, which is still on YouTube, by the way. Surprised that Marvel hasn't taken it off. What? It's been on there for a week, and the thumbnail is literally the picture that I showed you, and Holy it's straight shit. up a clip. Yeah, it's straight up a clip, and just there's there's other little spoilers in there that I saw, but I didn't I didn't watch the full thing because I'm like I don't want anything spoiled whatsoever anymore. <laughs> um. So yeah, I was like, I was shocked, but I wasn't like. I didn't, like, shit in my pants. Like, I didn't need, I didn't need a, a diaper. But I was, still, I was still amazed. I think the episode as a whole, though, was just so good and so well done. Yes. Even, like, from the, the opening scene, the this, this show has is, a, is really well-paced and it's really well-constructed in the way that it starts off with one genre and effortlessly slips into another genre. And it's so jarring and uncomfortable. And kudos to the writers and the showrunners and the directors of the show, because this is that's in theory that I imagine it's a really hard thing to pull off. And Mm -hmm. I'm wondering how much of that is the script and how much of that is the direction on set. But the scene I'm talking about in particular is the scene where Agnes miraculously shows up with just the right thing. And like, what was it? Oh, she shows up as the babies are crying because. For some mm-hmm. reason, Wadna couldn't get them to stop, and I noticed that was like a running theme, because in the episode three, she couldn't get the, the stork to go away. So maybe she's not fully in control of her powers. Right. Um, oh, man, yeah, I got, I got so many thoughts. But I think that opening really set the tone. And I like that we're going back and forth between the sitcom world and what's going on out on the other side of the veil. I think mm. now that they revealed that and I feel like they waited the appropriate amount of episodes to reveal that I dig, but it's like essentially two shows in one or it's like, yeah, it's two shows in one or it's like all these, the same events happening from different vantage
0: points, which I, I'm a huge fan of those kind of stories. Right. And, and I think they, I not only think they earned it. I think it's, it's, like you said, it's just amazingly well executed. There's so much to, to talk about. Um, I want to talk briefly on performances. Can we talk about how good Elizabeth Olsen and uh, uh, Paul Bettany Paul Bettany? Are. Incredible. I, Incredible. I, I have slept on Paul Bettany. He's so, such a strong talent. Uh, it makes me it makes me realize how underutilized they were, and I think Kevin saw that to an extent. Like you have two of the most powerful Avengers that we have seen, uh, and, and soon coming Monica Rambeau, my girl. But that aside, um, just them alone, they could have carried the show. I'm glad for the supporting the supporting cast of the show is very strong. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. I think they're all great. Um, yeah. As, but, like, one of my favorite things to notice, because one of the jokes that we've all made since Infinity War and Endgame, were like, oh, what happened to Wanda's accent? It just slowly, and inqui- well, no, not slowly, it rapidly disappeared over the course of, like, three movies. Like, Age of Ultron, it was very thick and not the best. And uh, you get to Infinity War, and it's gone by the time she's in, like, Ireland. <laughs> What I noticed is now a very interesting character decision. When Wanda is emotionally vulnerable or unhinged, because this also happened when she threw Monica out of the house, her accent comes out. I think that's really interesting. Now I'm like, okay, now it's not, oh, she lost her accent because it was hard to do. No, this is a character decision. This is a character That is really cool. I... I love the way they spin that
1: because... I believe even if you go back and watch Endgame, when she's upset at Thanos, I think you yeah, can hear it see comes her out there. In yeah. So I thought that was really fascinating, the fact that they, they decided to do that. I think it's really cool. Cause yeah, when yeah. she's in when she's in Westview, she has no accent. But when she's like pissed sure. about something, like it it's just it's just peeking out. It's like it's not full blown back, but like you, you yeah. hear it like slightly. It's very good, very very um, subtle sort of performance that, that uh, Elizabeth Olsen gives.
0: It's, it's, it's good. And, and I think, I honestly think that the accents also kind of, improve. it's kind of like if you've met someone who's uh, bilingual, um, like fluently, so they know how to navigate English perfectly and you know them for the way they speak English, uh, slipping into their comfort, like their primary language. So like if somebody, uh, gets angry, they switch to Spanish. Uh so it's kind of like so. I think that's why it's just an amazing character aspect because it's a it's a cultural dynamic that I think is very realistic. And I think as far as vision is is concerned, uh we've seen him be this very interesting philosophical entity as far as like a superhero goes. Um like he is a he is an android with all these amazing powers. Um, uh, but now we see him. Experiencing a human type of weakness, um, of him not being in control, of him not understanding and being confused, him being scared. Like he he just comes out and writes and says, "Like Wanda, I'm scared," and I'm like, "That is yeah. crazy," or uh, it's kind of like that that whole you know, do androids dream of electric sheep? Do Rob- What does it take? A robot to establish an identity to the point where they feel fear. Now you're just blurring Mm. the lines between uh, android and human. Right, but the 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 level of awareness that you have to have to be like this frightens me because I don't know what reality is, and I don't know who's in control right now.
1: Right. No. Yeah. And I think. Even the characters in the show, like even Wanda herself, she has some element of control, but I don't think this is all her doing. And I'm inclined to agree. And I think the thing with with Vision, and you see it in the movies, but this is probably the furthest they've taken it in MCU thus far, is that uh, when you first meet Vision in Age of Ultron, he he's humanoid, yes, he has empathy. Or something resembling empathy, yes, but yeah, full-blown show emotions. And you see it in civil war. He has understanding, you can get the sense that he cares for Wanda, but there's still something very um mechanical, mechanical or detached about him. And then by the time we get to infinity war, he feels definitely more human. And mm-hmm. I feel like they address that. Like he's he's evolving, like he's experiencing human he's he's experiencing a human being through the form of an android and they've taken it to the furthest extent within wandavision because it's at the point where he despite the fact that he's like bald and has like a red face he feels like a human he doesn't feel like that same mechanical detached yet empathetic robot we first met in age of ultron and i'm wondering right. if that is due to his evolution or is that due to wanda creating this fantasy world because yeah, he he lacks the knowledge of his prior experiences yet still maintains that intelligence is why he is um experiencing said fear because he has right. no because he's a combination of him mm-hmm. his evolution and lack of knowledge
0: I think uh I think you're hitting it on the head. I think the two things are are interwoven where it's a uh aspect of uh one is influencing the other. Like yes, he is evolving, but the powers at B are influencing the direction in which he evolves and the rate at which it's happening. And so like each you know, episode, each time period we see him growing more and more human like in a way, based off how he interacts with people. Uh, the like, you know, he gets gum stuck in his gears. He gets drunk. <laughs> yeah, that shit is is hilarious, but also kind of crazy to think one of the toughest Avengers, fucking nerfed by a stick of uh a stick of gum, a stick of big red took, took him down wh- where uh fucking Captain America and Hawkeye and four others could. Um, which I, I always thought that part of the, the episode was good. But, um, but that aside, um just Wanda leaving the reality to deliver a warning too. And I am early excited to, to see the direction in which things are going Uh, with Monica. Uh, I think outside of Wanda and vision, she's probably the most interesting character just because she's very much the middle force between a lot of different elements. I mean, I, I was watching a comic. Drake did a video about just like the, the, fascinating history of monica rambeau and and i know um i know of her to a decent extent i really loved her in the in al ewing's uh ultimate run which in my opinion is one of the greatest you know comic team runs of all time that's just me um where monica is a you know it's not often discussed monica is kind of a god tier character when she has her powers same for blue marvel like uh there's a reason, like she's spectrum she can you know turn into uh like electromagnetic waves um mean I very much think this this show is going to be you know the trigger for that now, whether that's because of uh Scarlet Witch or because of some uh you know other shit is is yet to be seen. I am hoping that is something that we get um, did you catch did you catch what they did? It was very sly within this episode the fact that.
1: When they were had her hooked up to the things, she had no brainwaves. She had no nothing was there. But she didn't. No, yeah. We watched the scene again. They're like, your oh. your brainwaves aren't picking up anything. Oh.
0: Yeah. Okay. I think I I'm thinking that they're setting it up, uh, because you know they're saying that that part of Wanda's powers uh have to do with like electromagnetic radiation from the Big Bang. Um. Or, or something along that line, uh, th- the way she's manifesting this this kind of pocket universe that she's creating. Um, so I'm okay with Wanda kind of getting, her, not Wanda, Monica getting her powers as an extension of of Wanda. I think it's. I think what was actually really interesting is one, uh, they acknowledge, they they find a way to work the term hex into it. Uh which I didn't <laughs> notice it, it was already slightly established about like the hexagonal patterns. They mentioned that in I think episode four um on the drawing board, if you see it. And then they actually say it in this episode. Um, but they call it a hex, which you know, a hex is another way for like witches' magics and stuff like that. So um uh, yeah. she isn't called the Scarlet Witch yet, which I which explains the name WandaVision instead of you know, I... Scarlet Scarlet Vision or Witch Vision. So that's interesting that she she's never had a, a superhero alias. I also think it's interesting that uh, they bring up the Sokovia Accords at that big meeting that they have, and it's like, oh, that that breaks uh, this part of the Sokovia Accords. Did Wanda ever sign the Sokovia Accords? No, bro. I'm surprised the Sokovia Accords are still a thing after yeah. all this well, times. Well, they brought it up in Spider-Man, remember? They did. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot about uh, that. But but yeah, when they brought up, it's like, that's against the Soviet or Sokovia Accords. And I'm like, well, first of all, you know, she was involved in kind of the reason the Sokovia Accords started and also the downfall of Sokovia. But she she was on Cap's side. She never signed the Accords. Oh, so... She was on the
1: she was on the run. And something I just realized. Yeah. Recently. He never Was signed this that...
0: shit, so it doesn't apply to her. I don't
1: think. It, yeah, but something I recently realized, having rewatched the Marvel movies, is in mm-hmm. Civil War when at the end of the movie where Cap goes to the raft, I yeah. realized it's never stated explicitly, but context clues. And I don't know why it didn't dawn on me when he went to go do that. He only let he only broke out Falcon and Wanda. The other. Uh, Uh, Ant-Man and Hawkeye
2: decided to stay. And because of that they Mm. got plea deals.
0: You're right. Yo shit. (laughs) I never noticed because that's the whole plot of Ant-Man 2. is part of that plea deal. He's not going (laughs) to do anything with the suit.
2: Exactly. That's why they get to live their lives.
1: Okay. Something, Something else I realized especially in this episode confirmed it that at first, I thought each commercial of the show was just referencing the MCU, but this one explicitly with the with the logos and the towels made Bro, me the realize. Shit
0: took me so long; it was until the last line. It was like logos. When you have to clean up mistakes that you made, I'm like, oh fuck, that's dark. Jesus Christ! Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and it made... damn. And these movies are fresh in my head. I think that's why I picked up on a lot of this. But it made me realize to right. go back. To the other commercials, and realize that each commercial isn't necessarily only a reference to the MCU, but chronologically referencing Wanda's experiences thus far within the MCU. Because the yeah the Stark
0: this, Hydra, but no uh, even
1: yeah Stark Strucker Hydra logos. Yeah.
0: but no, the, there's but, there's another one. There is a Sokovia no, was only
1: four. Oh, there was
0: there's no an Sokovia
1: one. Or was it? No, it was only four. Because we're in the fifth episode, and and they take one episode aside to... No,
0: there was one, because one of them had uh two, I think. And I think it was uh visiting... that It was the bubble bath one. Wasn't that one Sokovia, or was that... That was Hydra Soak. What the f... I swear there's some shit about Sokovia in there.
1: They've mentioned Sokovia multiple times, but they never had a Sokovia uh, commercial. But what I was going to say was, if you go... Realizing that each one is... Specifically pertaining to her and her experiences, you go back and watch the first episode and the Stark toaster. You notice it sounds like a bomb, like a bomb's going to go off. Yeah, and that so was that was, that. And, that was Wanda. and yeah, that was Wanda and Pietro's experience when they were talking to Ultron. Like they waited for this mm-hmm. bomb to go off for days, and then the next thing is Strucker, the guy who took them, and then they were yep. working for Hydra, and now it's yeah, logos or Avengers. So I don't, I can't imagine what the next thing is going
2: to be but uh, man. I, I, I can't either because we'll be
0: in uh this is late 80s early 90s themed uh for the for the sitcom portion so i'm imagining the next one is mid 90s early 2000s maybe i think that's the that's the halloween episode
1: yeah i think we're getting maybe two more sitcom episodes and they're just dropping it all yeah. together
0: I, I think so too. Because let's see, we're on episode we're on episode five, so we still got four episodes left.
1: Um, yeah, so episode six, yeah. episode seven, and eight and nine. I'm sure they're just going to go ballistic.
2: Yeah, which that um, is. I, so I think funny. so too.
1: Man, there's there's so many other things that are really cool about this episode. The fact that okay, one thing one criticism I did have of the episode is mm-hmm. I feel like Jimmy Woo's character. Is just the fans like voice and speculation, and I uh, feel like some of the way they present in- information seems like not necessarily obvious but or spoon feedy, but like, um, it's like positioning, they, it's positioning the way they have their characters kind of reveal information, like the whole thing about um, director Hayward, like. Asking all these questions to Jimmy Wu and like him answering it, and then he's like, So she didn't have a nickname? I'm like, Bitch, you know that you know she doesn't have a nickname. You're the director of Sword.
0: (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? I guess guess that's kind of to establish to the audience because I think, like, every I think everybody in you know in our world call their Scarlet Witch or Wanda, Mm -hmm. but I guess that's kind of you know when they're talking about because when they talk about the other Avengers, they call them you know Avengers. Cap Iron Man or, or Stark or whatever the fuck. But I think this is, this is the first time they really addressed the fact that she doesn't have a title. She's just always been think... Wanda Maximoff, which I think I... that, which, that, oh, actually, oh shit. That's, that's inter- that gets more interesting because I just remembered because of Fox, I don't think they could use the Scarlet Witch name. Right. It was external factors that stopped them from
1: doing it. And now because they just own Fox. They're more than welcome yeah. to call her the Scarlet Witch, which I want to say her costume is so dope, but it needs that, that headpiece.
0: It needs the headpiece. Like,
1: it's, like her costume, with the headpiece, her costume is made.
0: Oh, yeah, it's, it's perfect. Um, it's, it is the per, I think it's a really great hybrid of aspects of the comic version as well as X Men Evolution, which I did not realize until I was older. Oh, fuck. That's the first time I've seen Wanda Maximoff. <laughs> oh, shit. Mm. So, so I yeah, she
2: didn't
0: look and, like, like herself in her that hair. one. Yeah, because she had like the short hair, but the uh, I think the jacket is kind of uh, similar, like the leather jacket mm. and everything. Um, I wouldn't mind Wanda just having. I think that's what's cute about the Halloween episode that we've been teased so far is that her and Vision just get their classic outfits, where Vision is fucking green. <laughs> um, and. <laughs> And Wanda just has the headpiece and just that little Tana-e bodysuit with the the legging covers. I'm just like, look, man, I don't care what anyone says. Like, yeah, you can make comic book suits, you know, cooler or give them modern updates or get, make them like tactical to an extent. I like simple stuff.
2: Mm,
3: um, yeah.
0: Have you seen the, just, just like slightly touching on uh, costume stuff. Did you, have you seen the image of the, uh the suit for that fan film Spider-Man Lotus.
1: Mm, I think I think we talked about it in our group chat, the one where it looks yeah. looks super real. Well, no, it is real. I mean, it looks like it looks like movie quality. Is what I'm oh saying. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's yeah, uh, and it's just the perfect Spider-Man suit. It's it's it is the best suit I have ever seen for Spider-Man. It does everything. <laughs> Uh, Even though I prefer him being red and black, it doesn't matter. It's perfect. And so I think in terms of adaptations moving forward with characters, I don't think it hurts to embrace these things. I think Netflix can do the best job because they kind of made fun of it because their series were dark and edgy. I think now going forward, uh, Kevin Feige wants to kind of he'll 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 tease it, but I think he'll embrace it. And I, I think okay. some leaks have come out about Monica's suit, hers from the. I, I've tried not to look at the, the leaks about it just because I want to be surprised. But hers looks kind of comic accurate in terms of the coloring uh, to her. Oh, Monica, her. get the suit. I hope so. Uh, we'll see at the end of the season if she even gets her powers. But I, I'm hoping so. Oh. That was another interesting thing to bring up. Uh, you notice how she reacted when they brought up Captain Marvel? And she's like, eh. <laughs> she brushed her off." and was like, yeah. oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Somebody felt abandoned by her, by her lesbian space mama. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Oh, She's so like, where was she at? Why did she come to, to talk to my mom or to
0: see her so-called best friend in these five which, years? Which, when you think about... Because, yeah, uh, Maria, you know, Photon, she died Uh uh post post snap when carol was off world and you know i think that was something that occurred to me in episode four i'm like carol never came to visit her yeah and as far had. as we know but, yeah as far as we know when she had ca- bro cancer yeah i'd be pissed too like like it's one thing for you to uh it's one thing for you to abandon my mother and have her think that you're dead for years, after forming a relationship with the both of us, but to do it again, and then she gets cancer, you don't even come by to check? Yeah, I'd be furious. Yeah. No, Um, yeah. I totally get that. Especially for someone who essentially was a second mom to you. Like, right? I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Carol was Maria's girlfriend. You don't take photos like that with your, your best friend's daughter or sing drunken karaoke and have photos in the photo box and, like, this child looks up to you in that way like a, like, fuck a father you're a parent now, Carol and you are a shitty mom so, yeah, Monica has abandonment issues with Captain Marvel and I think we'll have to address that in the sequel and that makes me happy because I'm not a big Carol fan but I am a big <laughs> Monica fan and you know what? If she gets her powers, I want to see her beat the bricks off that bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, not even, not even. It's not even like a uh, as much a Brie Larson thing. It's it's a writing thing. Um, but now we have Nia right. de helming the movie, so you know, I I am I'll be able to judge once I uh once I finally sit down and watch Little Woods and uh, the new Candyman movie whether she's a competent enough director and writer. But here's hoping, you know, that, that she will be able to provide us with you know positive arcs for her and, and Kamala and write Carol better because that is what Carol has struggled with for years. Mm, yes.
1: Agreed. A thousand percent agreed. Yeah, yeah but, uh, I yeah, I right. hope they address that. And you know, if she does get powers, dope. Um I I can't see I don't understand. I don't know the scenario in which that would happen thus far, but I am still very curious to see it play out. Now, the Mm -hmm. thing I am also curious about is what role Agnes plays in all of this because she knows what's happening, but is she controlling it? Is she is she the other factor, the other piece? Because in that beginning part of the episode, when she quote unquote broke character, she kind of seemed afraid of.
2: and, and wow. confused to an extent and what
0: i think afraid and a tiny bit confused not like Emne not like the uh the other guy what was it norm who we see later yeah. on it was a full-blown freak out which understandable um yeah but i i do think agnes did seem a little i guess off put I- I- maybe it's a the way I'm interpreting it so far, because we don't have all the answers, is that, like, I'm sure Agnes probably is the outside influence. Because, you know, everybody thinks she, she's Agatha Harkness, which could very much be the case. You know, Agatha Harkness. Agnes. Yeah. Um. But it, it, at the same time, maybe it's a thing where Agnes did off a little bit more than she could chew, so she thought she could get the upper hand on Wanda, but didn't realize how powerful Wanda was. Like, Like, oh yeah! We got to talk about the fact that she broke into Sword and stole Vision's corpse, right? Which she's she's puppeting a corpse.
1: That's I don't know if I I I don't really know if I fully trust Hayward's breakdown of those events because there's no footage, there's no uh, audio, and there's there there's very select footage of four frames of that stuff happening. And what the thing they the camera's up. Yeah, and the thing that they claim that she took, they didn't look like a body. They look like scraps, like that they just right. took apart. So yeah, they I don't. And how did they get his body in the first place? That seems like an Avengers, an Avengers. Yeah, because
0: that body would have been in Wakanda. Exactly, exactly. That body was in Wakanda. That body was, was in Wakanda. Wakanda. Shuri got Wakanda. snapped. Queen Mother got snapped. Black Panther got snapped. But so, the Avengers were there. It. They should have had it. In, uh, Cap, Cap, Widow. Yeah, it only would have been like four people in the rest of Wakanda that have access to that body. But really, like right. we still,
1: don't, we still don't know what yeah. uh, Sword is. Like, how do they?
0: Who are how they affiliated
1: they the with? How do they get the body? Like, is it in the comics where like the sister agency or offshoot of Shield, or is it just like its own thing? Because it feels very
0: Shield. Like yeah, but they like also very
1: MCU season, MCU phase one shield.
0: You know what? You know what? Cause, cause Maria founded Sword, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what they said? Yeah. And Maria knows Nick Fury, who was working at SHIELD at the time. So I, maybe there was a collaboration there for, for a different type of, uh, uh, defense. Um, cause, you know, it's like this sentient weapon, something, something, something. Uh, so maybe if Maria's, you know, the founder of SWORD and she knows uh, an employee of S.H.I.E.L.D., maybe that's how things kind of got started, is is like a, a lower tier underground operation that just gradually grew to be this large government enterprise as they, you know, grew to understand it. It's like, oh, shit, space, uh, <laughs> uh, planet, Earth, stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah, I could I see did. it. They get his body. Another interesting thing, uh, Billy and Tommy, you know, wicked and speed. Um, they're not really affected by Wanda's magic. It kind of got some Franklin Richards shit. Did you notice that? Where they just aged themselves up at will. What the hell?
2: Right. That and- is
0: insane to me. And and we and-, and how Wanda, like I know they established she has reality warping powers, and you know, they literally say in the episode her powers are developing and growing and changing to become even greater than before um, but like what struck me and I think what what gave it away that we were going to see Quicksilver is that entire monologue of her talking to her kids about you can't bring back the dead because mm. like that was a very specific in point it's like no you can't age yourself up to like mature through the pain instantly which again sounds like some Franklin Richard shit but also um like, talking about you can't bring back the dead, and then alternate timeline version of your fucking brother shows up. Uh, okay. Sis is punching through reality right now, like Superboy Prime. Like, what? Uh, it was a lot that happened in like that last uh ten minutes.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, did she do that? Because it felt very genuine when she said, "I don't know who's doing this." Or like, I don't know, yeah. right, I didn't do that. And then her reaction seemed actually shocked. But the thing it is, might have been well, a
0: subconscious thing.
1: Maybe it could be a subconscious, like a, like thing. a subconscious
2: desire. But what, what were you saying? Really, yeah, she seemed
1: shocked, and. I feel like she buys it because she had experiences with her brother. She's very conscious of the of the outside world. But she knows that's not what her brother looks like. So how right. does she know that that's Pietro, Pietro? And he doesn't talk like her. So it's very fascinating. I'm curious to know if that's actually an alternate version of Quicksilver. Or if this is somebody who made it into the uh, the base. Or made it into the hex that is that is um now somebody because we we established this episode that mm, right. anything within wanda's hex can be restructured and manipulated to be something else whether it was the clothes that the monaco is wearing or her hairstyle so and we don't know who or what her children are, if those are even actually her children. But Monica seems to believe that those are her children well, they, because she scur- gave birth to them. I thought they
0: confirmed that they that they are her kid, like her actual kid. But her how child. is that possible? Though is the question. Because and that's that's the we, scary thing because that means she just made human life by herself. Um, so Vision never did. Like because Vision. Uh, is a robot unless she gave him functional anatomy, which that's a whole separate thing. (laughs) That's a whole other can of worms. That's a whole separate thing. Like, this is some very
1: House of M shit. Um, Yeah. Have have you read House of M? I have not. I know vaguely of it. I know very vaguely
0: of it. It's, it's pretty damn good, I, I gotta say. Uh, e- even without knowing like the full context of what happened before it. It's it's a pretty damn good book. Like, I actually would recommend it. I was I was surprised that Brian Michael Bendis uh wrote it. I'm like, oh shit, this must have been the good Bendis. Um
1: is but, she doing this because of Vision's death in the comics? Uh no, no she killed Vision um, in the comics.
0: Yeah, he was already dead by the time House of M happened in the comics. She's doing it because spoilers for a book that's like 15 years old. Um if I rec- if I'm recalling it correctly, the Avengers were trying to kill her, and oh. she was she was already having like a a mental breakdown, and the only thing that was keeping her at bay was like Charles and Magneto, uh, continuously. Uh, what's it called? Like putting her to sleep, essentially, so she didn't wake up and keep, you no. Know, having a further and further mental break. So, uh, ooh, quite finally- a quick
1: question. Yeah, is is Wanda stronger than Phoenix?
2: In the comics, or, or in general, in uh, both. Well, I, I mean, my bad. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't. I I feel like
0: it's a case by case thing. Um, because mm. Phoenix is is like a cosmic entity. Um, right. But Wander at her strongest can break change reality. reality. Um
2: which that so uh
0: so I, I don't think she could make the Phoenix force Phoenix force weaker, but I think she could change the circumstances around it, maybe. I a Phoenix Force Scarlet Witch would be a goddamn nightmare.
1: Uh, Didn't which, they do that in Avengers: X Men?
0: Uh, you talking about Phoenix Force Five?
1: Yeah, wasn't she I, part I don't of
0: that? She that? I don't oh, think okay. she was on that. Uh, I know Cyclops was, and, and Emma Frost was. Who else was on that? Uh, it was Cyclops, Emma Frost, Namor, Colossus, and Magic. So no, she, she wasn't. Oh, okay. But you know what? You might have pitched the fucking coolest thing ever. Fucking uh. Phoenix, Phoenix, Phoenix Forest uh, Wanda, Phoenix Witch, Phoenix Witch. No, the Ooh. Scarlet Phoenix, bro. The Scarlet Phoenix. Oh fuck, that shit the would Phoenix. go hard, son. Um, but Amazing. but no, Phoenix is in the. She's in the current Avengers run right now because Avengers, uh, One Million BC has has the first, uh, Phoenix, and I think she is in the present now. She had a conversation with T'Challa about some shit, um. I think she possessed or's other or reveals that she's through. I don't fucking know what's going on in Avengers right now with, with the Aaron run. I haven't followed it in like two, or three years. Really behind on books, but nonetheless. Uh I Scarlet Phoenix. That. <laughs> that shit would be nuts. I don't know why they haven't done that. That's actually really interesting. I'm they, down. They, 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 yeah. Phoenix powered novel. Wanda Maximov would be insane. Um I'd, I'd read shit if I ever you know write write a book. I would I would do that. And just fuck around. And just make it like a one issue solo. But <laughs> yeah, man, on division, what it's yeah, like, man. It's been a long time since I've seen seen a show that gets better <laughs> every episode. Um Weirdly enough, probably the last time I saw that happen was like Empire. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if better is the word, but it's one of the few shows where its uh, viewer count increased every week for the entire first season, um, which oh, I, wow. I do think that that's a hell of it is a... It's a like, television accomplishment, but uh, WandaVision, man, this... I think WandaVision is all... doing,
1: doing something what? unprecedented, which is it's getting... It's not only for the Marvel fans, but it's getting people that had no interest in Marvel after 20 plus movies and now we're yeah. like, getting them onto the Marvel train, which is awesome. And people, yeah. like, that's why the people think, like, the, the thing about fatigue, comic book movie fatigue, no. Because they've done 20-plus movies over the course of more than 10 years now, and they're still finding new ways to make it shocking, new, interesting, and innovative. And yeah. that's really impressive. And I think, not only within the just the show like with each episode, but not only with just this episode, but each of them strikes a a uh a dual tone to them. And I think this one had like a tri uh trifecta tone, which was yeah. like because the, the sitcom it the started sitcom. off funny, but then it turned into like one of those like eighties dramas, like towards the end yeah. of the second half of the season. And that wasn't that wasn't very sitcom. And then you have the you know the Marvel stuff outside of the veil, which is also awesome. And so apparently Elizabeth Olsen said there's supposed to be a Luke Skywalker level cameo yeah. in the show. I, I, don't, I don't know if Evan that was supposed Peters to be. Yeah, no. I think there's still something to be expected. So I'm like, do we expect a single character to come in? Are we expecting?
2: Is it some an
1: like some semblance of the Avengers to come in.
0: Like, what is it? I'm, I'm thinking that it's Dr. Strange, which that wouldn't be like Luke Skywalker level to me. That just makes sense. So I think it would be, I do think Dr. Strange is going to show up. I don't think he's the surprise.
1: The only two, the only two people that and it's extremely unlikely. No, three people. The only three people I could think of that would be Luke Skywalker level shocking to appear in one division, and it wouldn't make Dr. sense Marvel. for any of them. <laughs> no, Iron Man, Captain America, or T'Challa. If any of those three, have...
0: <laughs> <laughs> if T'Challa shows up in this show, I would die. Right, like that. I like would T'Challa die secretly filmed. <laughs> He, he takes her ass to the fucking spiritual plane. What you are doing is wrong. You cannot treat these people like this.
2: <laughs> I lose my shit.
1: That would I'd, be. I would die. I would die, come back, and die again if they had to. If um, they somehow secretly filmed scenes with T'Challa <laughs> with Chadwick Boseman, yeah, that would blow my mind. Um. But outside of those three, I can't imagine who would be like
0: Star yeah, power level. I, 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 the the only ones that make sense to me are either, and this is what I said last time when we were talking about the spoilers before you know I actually saw it uh, was I was guessing it was either Quicksilver, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, or uh, what's the name, Mephisto. Those are those were the mm. guesses I had. But if we're talking something that's like a, a huge thing. Uh, you know what? You know what I think it is. I don't think it'll be a person. I think it will be the reverse house event, and that will make me. I think that will be a Luke Skywalker level reaction. I think, uh, they may go forth and do the mutant thing. More mutants. Yeah, it's it's like Wanda, you're a freak, you're a mutant, or some shit like that. No, it's like not. We no more have... mutants. Now more mutants. Yeah, it's like we. It's like we can't have more. People like you, we can't have more like your kids. We can't have more mutants. It's like, no more mutants. Oh, more mutants. <laughs> you just see the <laughs> Earth's population fucking change, which is really crazy because, uh, damn. Okay. So this is really crazy if they are using WandaVision to, to set up mutants and multiversal shit and da 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 da. Because we're getting in humans with Miss Marvel. Mm, did they confirm that? I mean, Miss Marvel's an Inhuman. Kamala Khan is an Inhuman. He's not a movie. yeah in the in the comics, but as of as of now, if
1: we're if we're not Bro, counting, can't. if we're not counting the Inhuman show, and we're not counting Agents of Shield, which are both are not referenced in the universe, they have yet we, to introduce Inhumans into
0: the MCU. Right. So this would be the first one, and that's okay because you can't you can't. Take the inhuman out. I mean you can take the inhuman out of Miss Marvel and not much would change, but I think the impact. Uh, I, I just think the the like the carryover of the character, especially with I think it might get confusing for people who played like the Avengers game and that was their first exposure, or they've seen her in like Marvel's Rising. Because all those they have her in it as an inhuman. So I don't see why mm-hmm. you would try to change it now to make her a mutant. I mean they've done they've done it before different from shows and comics. Like yeah, the Vision,
2: they, they, like
1: in every other medium. Hank Pym creates vision, but in, in the MCU it's Tony right. Stark. Right. I I just I, I think changing
2: Ultron
0: and Vision's creator. I guess I'm li- well, yeah, yeah, it's about on par. I don't know. I, I don't think they change it only because she was recently in the Avengers game. And they don't want people getting confused or getting pissed off because like, hey, she's a she's an inhuman in the comic books. I don't know like it wouldn't I'd get over it um it's like I, I don't have a huge there are some cool ass inhumans don't get me wrong there's like six cool ones but uh yeah my connection to the inhumans themselves isn't that strong I just have a real strong connection to Kamala um I just don't know why you wouldn't ahead and adapt her directly because that looks like what the, what they're doing with the show from the set photos we have but um, if they decide to make her a mutant I mean I'll get over it you know I'm not gonna itch and moan about it it's, it'd just be strange uh to me I guess
2: because mm-hmm. uh, like
0: the, the mutants and the humans have such a, a bit of a checkered history especially because uh, the inhuman Terrigen Mist actually kills mutants so
2: yeah I think Another I think
0: that makes for an interesting yeah. conflict because you have Monica. If, if they make Monica Rambeau a mutant through Wanda, that'll be interesting to see how she interacts with an inhuman in Captain Marvel too.
3: Mm. It's like
0: what, and then you get into as they're expanding these universes, what separates mm-hmm the inhumans from the mutants and how do you not confuse people going for like i was telling you and luke kevin feige i think has a grandmaster plan for all of this he if he pulls off what i think he will in the next not even 10 years in the next five years this will be one of the greatest accomplishments in film history a, a complete and total integration between film and television media in a manner of legacy that lasts over a decade like he's already accomplished something that no film studio has successfully done since like the 1930s and to be able to integrate and interconnect uh this type of woven nature with television shows is unseen of like he he Kevin Feige may go down in history as one of the greatest film producers of all time. That I, I I'm saying that now in the history of Hollywood. Cuz I don't I agree. think I don't think anyone will ever be able to accomplish what he's able to do. To this level of of acclaim. That cuz like I was I was scrolling through the other day and somebody in, in a group I was in I was just like, "Well, we all know the Snyderverse is better than the MCU anyways." And I'm like, "Critically and financially, you're just wrong." I didn't say this but I read that. I'm just like, you are critically and infini- fun. You could look, if you like the Snyder projects, more power to you. They're not my cup of tea. Love what you like. Not going to, you know, yuck anyone's yum too much, but I'm just like mm-hmm. financially and critically just comparing and reception and monetary gain. It's incomparable. Like, <laughs> that's, that's just a, that's a blanket statement that I just don't think can be made in truth that's like saying that's like if I said oh the MonsterVerse franchise is better than the DCEU for starters that's a subjective opinion but secondly I don't think actually that might that might technically be true uh, in terms of how much money they make no no because DCEU has more movies so you can't you can't fairly compare them is what I'm saying it's not a fair comparison like DCEU's been around what eight years Marvel's been around since 2008
2: 13 years. You can't compare it.
0: Mm-hmm. No, yeah. It's it's like... It's not even mm-hmm. on the same level. So It's not. Um, Marvel has had you no know, more shows that they attempt to connect to, to their movies. DC's shows are separated from their movies. You, you can't compare. Um, I think the last thing I'll say is kind of touching on the whole comic movie thing. Um, <laughs> I never liked the argument of people saying... They got comic book movie fatigue. Um, I think Marvel fatigue. I think you can use that as an argument if you feel like the movies are a little bit samey in terms of their narrative direction and stuff like that, or them not taking as many risks uh, with their films for the first ten years. I have a different opinion on that, but that's just me. But comic book movie fatigue never made sense to me because I think people generalize comic book movies to strictly superhero movies, and I still don't think that's applicable because comic books are a are a form of literature they're not a genre no right that's why that argument exactly. never because i'm just like it's just a different form of reading like you can read a poem you can read a book you can read a magazine so that's like saying i'm tired of like uh a, a book adaptation fatigue like how do you compare an adaptation of pride and prejudice to an adaptation of like sherlock Holmes? The argument doesn't make any sense. Same thing applied to comic Same book movies. Like, do you know the you know the movie Ghost World with Scarlett Johansson and uh, No um well, it's a it's a movie from the 90s. That is technically a comic book movie. The Losers with oh. Chris Evans is a comic book movie. The Mask
1: oh. is a comic book movie.
0: The Mask is a comic book movie. So, you know, and I don't think superhero fatigue fully works either, because logan is a superhero movie that is a western that has a tone to it mm-hmm. um you know my super ex-girlfriend is a romantic comedy with superheroes so if you're is getting based on you- something huh? no no, no that- it's, it's the original property but it's still you know superheroes right um, but like like yeah you you can't compare and like the mask is a super villain deadpool's an anti-hero like if, you, if you're saying you're getting fatigued from like the Marvel formula, that I think has a stronger argument. But to say you have comic book movie fatigue, I don't think holds merit. Now, I do think you could maybe make an argument that the market is primarily oversaturated with a high abundance of comic book media, which, to an extent, that's true. Um, that's a different... That's saying something different, then. That's saying something different. Saying comic something different. Exactly. Comic book fatigue just doesn't make any sense because there have been so many things that have been... Like, what was that uh, movie with uh, Dane DeHaan? Um, in space. Uh, Valeria, in the City of a Thousand Planets, that's based off a comic book. It's off a French comic mm. book. Um,
1: okay, yeah, I think I heard
0: about that. Yeah, because it, it flopped. Uh, but, like, there's a lot of things, things that we don't realize are based off of comic books. You know, we're getting a Why the Last Man TV show based off a comic book. We're getting that uh, Invincible cartoon, which looks fantastic. Comic book! The Boys! Comic book! Like... those are superhero adjacent they're still comic book media and just because they have superheroes in them doesn't mean they can't incorporate other genres that's why I don't think that the superhero quote unquote genre or the quote unquote comic book genre is going away because it has infinite bleed over with other genres Now, if you don't like the traditional story of superhero fights bad guy, saves day yeah, you can get tired of that but like the Joker is a fucking comic book movie mm-hmm. and and people like that shit you know, I, I enjoyed it for what it was I think it was, you know, strong performance I have, I have my thoughts and opinions on it I'm just not a huge PC person, that's just me and in terms of like connecting to some of their stories and the characters, I think there are more ones to I love Shazam, you know <laughs> I like yeah. I like the brew I like positive upbeat superhero stories but I also like ones that that uh, make me think, I think WandaVision do, does a good job of that, you know, I think Everybody gave Legion critical acclaim. I think Daredevil season 3 has some very interesting co- uh, and season 2 to an extent. And The Punisher has some very interesting conversations about like ethics, uh security. I think for what it's worth, even if it feels kind of surface level, I think Civil War does a good job at introducing the ideas of like freedom versus security. Um it's not no,
2: yeah,
0: 100%. Like is it Scorsese? level filmmaking is it Spielberg level filmmaking? No. But I do think the Russos accomplished integrating that conversation into the avenue of like Marvel characters. And you know, I do think it's good that we're we're critical of our films and superhero media and and stuff like that. Um sorry if I'm going off on a tangent, I'll wrap it up. But um like I also a lot of people that kind of dog on these movies I want to see other authors take their shot. And I think that's what Kevin Feige is doing going forward. And we'll, we'll kind of get into that a little bit more with, uh, we got some screenwriter news and stuff like that. But I think I think after having 10 years of safety and getting through the infinity cycle, I think now Kevin is, is taking off the gloves and I think he's rolling his shoulders and he's more relaxed. I think he's comfortable. He says, all right, we've handled that. We have our Fox shit. Let's, people have been complaining where people have been saying they want new things, let's give it to them. Let's do strain. Let's do new shit. Let's do weird shit. Let's do diverse shit. You know, have a black woman direct a Captain Marvel movie. Let's do a movie about a, a Pakistani girl from New Jersey. Who's a nerd and has stretchy arm. Let's do it. Let's do a, a show about four motherfuckers in space to get weird powers and fight a mole man. Let's do it. um, <laughs> You know, uh, and we'll talk about, let's do a spy conspiracy drama. It has to do with, like, legacy and American exceptionalism with, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Let's do, you know, a buddy cop drama about two motherfuckers with arrows with Hawkeye. Like, let's, I think he's, you know, I think this is a good sign of what we can expect from media in the future. Let's get a fucking time traveling (laughs) period piece. Dramedy, starring the god of chaos and mischief, implied to be D.B. Cooper. What the fuck? What is that?
2: <laughs> but,
3: but yeah,
0: like, you know, I think this is a, a good sign of, of what we might be, you know, getting in the future, and I really, I really like this show. It gets better every episode. I'm hoping it maintains this, this energy and trajectory, and I'm really fascinated to see where it goes, and I'm mean, we'll keep talking about it as it goes on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Definitely
1: looking forward to episode six, what they got in store for us is about to be hype. Hopefully I, I don't shit myself, but hopefully yeah. I do. We'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned, <laughs> Stay tuned um, next time on Dragon
2: Ball Z.
0: Uh, but OK, so let's get into the other Marvel news. We got a couple things. We got some, we got some TV news. We got some. let the TV news, since I feel like it's a little bit uh, integrated into this. Okay. Um. So, we got some more key art for Falcon and Winter Soldier. We get a, uh, some other better looks at you know how they're going to look in the show. Uh, but we also got a confirmation that Don Cheadle will be showing up as a War Machine in a cameo. Yeah, uh, confirmed it himself. So uh, I mean that that's cool, and the art looks cool. So I'm I'm uh I'm certainly. I think you were mentioning it earlier that you are uh interested in if they'll be able to kind of pick up the enter the momentum that a wandavision star is with because it's only two weeks apart after it ends. We're going like right into it.
1: Yeah. No one week apart. Well no technically because like one division ends yeah. week week of nothing and then when a Falconer Soldier starts.
0: Yeah. Um, wild. Man. This key art looks really like Baron Zemo looks perfect. He has the sock mask on. Uh, John Walker looks great as a, uh, I think it's a U.S. agent, uh, and and the guy they got to, to cast me is really good too. Uh, forget, I'm blanking on that. Uh, yeah, I mean, do do you have any thoughts on that? I, it it kind of makes sense for Don Chu to appear. He's he's War Machine. He's a government figure, and he has you know a connection to to both Falcon and Winter Soldier. So it it, it makes sense that he would show up. And with him kind of being Iron Man's legacy as well. So uh, I I guess the implication that this might tie into Iron. Iron Wars, armor wars in the future.
2: Oh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe they're
1: weaving the seeds early with uh with Fox, Winter Soldier. That would be dope. Man, they got some shoes too. I know it's a different genre, but like man, I, I feel like a lot of people after one division is over, they're gonna be like fiending for for some like a replacement. I hope I hope Soldier is up for the task. It looks very good, but also very different. So I don't know if, yeah. if all the audience from Wandavision is going to transfer over to that show, but we'll see. We'll have to watch the, the transfer rate.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm curious to, to see in, in terms of a uh, direction. I, I trust them. Um, likewise. Yeah. Who's the team between behind? Who's running Falcon and, and Winter Soldier? Let me look that up because, uh, like we got, uh, I mean the team behind Wandavision right now uh, is. Phenomenal. I think it's Matt Shankman and and Jack Schaefer uh, are the ones ended up. Kari Skogland is the director.
3: Mm. What
2: does it say?
0: Yeah, Kari Skogland, a Canadian film director. Okay, so it's it's a a woman. Uh, she's done an episode of The Femme Kita. She's done the Crow TV show. Uh, she did Children of the Corn Six. Jesus. Um, <laughs> an episode of The L Word. It's a very interesting uh, filmography. She's done an episode of Boardwalk Empire, Under the Dome. So she's directed a lot of TV. Oh, she's directed uh, Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead. Not the whole shows, but like different episodes. Episodes of uh, mm. Vikings. Uh, she's done a lot of directing for A Handmaid's Tale. So she did some directing for uh, The Punisher. Oh, for real. Yeah, and, and uh, two episodes of Nosferatu, Condor. Okay, so this is a, a very interesting.
2: Yeah, this is a very interesting background. Okay. Uh, I'm curious why. Wyatt Russell is the guy playing this episode. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think he's going to kill it because he's a phenomenal actor. Damn. Good. Yeah. Um,
0: I oh, know I'm uh, I'm certainly going to watch it. You know I'm, I'm down for my oh, yeah. uh, project, so you know I'll, I'll certainly give it. A, uh, yeah,
1: bro, where where MCU stands, of course we're gonna we're gonna watch everything. You exactly.
0: have no choice but to stand. Uh, this is another brief piece of TV news. I think Loki allegedly got a release date. I think it was May seventh. I think it might have actually pushed Black Widow's date. May so it says May twenty twenty one. I think it was through like a South American site. Uh, It may have accidentally gotten leaked. So it said, uh, I think it said either May 7th or May 21st
2: of twenty I'm uh, indifferent
0: about it, but in terms of like the release date, we know it's May. That is completely Mm -hmm. fine. Do you have any thoughts or feelings at all towards that?
1: Or which one again black widow or or loki black widow right loki,
0: uh, loki getting a release loki's
1: main loki release. right yeah i was just looking at that i think that's so cool i wonder if it's it seems pretty seamless in the fact that so it's Vision leads directly into falcon winter soldier i'm assuming the same is true from falcon winter soldier into loki
0: and then while both yeah. in the
1: somewhere in the middle both of those happening is Black Widow. Yep, coming out.
0: Yeah, so it's like it's looking like WandaVision, Falcon Soldier, Black Widow, Loki. Uh we got Shang-Chi in July, I believe. Um we got a couple other shows coming out this year too that I keep forgetting. Um, we, don't many, we don't know how
1: many do not know how many episodes Loki's going to be yet,
0: right? Uh I I don't think we know. I'm not sure. I don't know if they've given a, a confirmation on the number of episodes. I mean, we, we know it's we we I'm pretty sure we know it's like filmed, but uh um six episodes.
1: Okay. I mean we also thought WandaVision was gonna be six episodes initially, but then yeah. that changed like when it came out, like, oh it's nine. All right, cool. I'm down for nine.
0: Yeah, it turned turned out to be nine, which you know. No, and then we have does not, doesn't bother me. And then we have two other shows coming out. Oh, we got which, what if? I'm imagining that might be. Uh, what if
2: that's what if that's this 10 year, right?
0: Yeah, what if Miss Marvel and Hawkeye are all this year? Yeah, nuts. So I
1: feel like all of those shows are going to lead into one another. I feel like we're going to just have Marvel yeah. damn near every week every year this week, which is every week this year, yes. which is
0: wild to think about. It so. So far, uh WandaVision is 9, Falcon Soldier 6, Loki is 6, What If is 10. That's already uh be 25 31 weeks of content. And we still have two that are undisclosed, which will probably be like what? 6 to 8 episodes each at minimum 6. So yeah, you are mm-hmm. right. The year will this is Marvel's comeback year.
2: Crazy. If, if everything
0: is correctly on track Marvel will have something coming out almost every week
2: the entire year that is insane
0: I'm I'm here for it though I'm about it I, I, I am too but that, god damn yeah Moon Knight is 6 episodes and She-Hulk is 10 uh, Secret
2: Invasion is 6 episodes we
0: gotta we gotta Secret Invasion is, when is it again? Uh, Secret Invasion is 20, they don't have a date yet, so I'm assuming it's either 2022 or 2023. Oh, okay. It, it might be in 2022. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I, there there is some other TV news that I think is a little bit more interesting to think about. So, we got a confirmation that Ryan Coogler's production company is planning a untitled Wakanda series.
3: Yes,
0: that, that is some cool news to me. I want to be on it. I don't care what anyone. I'm a find. I'm a find a way for my black guys to get in the show. Um, yeah, Black Panther helmer Ryan Coogler stakes his proximity media banner to five year exclusive Disney Television deal. Wakanda series in the works for Disney Plus. But yeah, his uh his multimedia company, Proximity Media, it's run by him, his wife, uh, Zinzi Kugler, Sev Ohanian, who's one of his key producers, Ludwig Goranson, who you may know as the amazingly talented composer for Black Panther, um, Mandalorian, and, and, um, as well as all of Childish Gambino's albums. Uh, Archie Davis and Peter Nix are the people behind Proximity Media. So... It said that their first uh, TV focus will be based in the Kingdom of Wakanda for Disney Plus.
1: Mm. Now, I wonder if this is going to be with characters we already know, or it's just going to focus on new characters, like smaller people within the Kingdom of Wakanda. I
0: think it's going to be a mix. I don't know. I feel like they could get people like Ayo uh, and Okoye, um, and maybe Wait. Nakia.
1: Do we know when the show is coming out?
0: No. We just know okay. that it's announced. We don't even know if it has a writer, a director. We don't know anything else. No, Ryan, Ryan Cooler is writing it. I'm pretty sure that's what it said, right? Uh, No, I, it just says that his production company is, is taking on the project. Okay, because I had a theory. I was going to say, what if
1: this show is the movie that sets up Black Panther 2?
0: I mean, uh, you mean the show is the show that sets it up? Yeah, Kingdom of Wakanda oh. sets up Black Panther 2. I think he's—I think he's going to be a producer, so I'm not going to say he has like no influence. But I do think he is going to pick uh, somebody to helm it. I think it'll be interesting to see who he ends up going with. Actually, yeah, it might, it might be a Misha Green.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, She's okay. a little busy. It'd,
0: it'd be like, ah, I can't escape her. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly curious. I would be intrigued to see what it's focused on and, and who they get. Because I know Danai Greta, uh not that she wouldn't do a TV show, but I think after The Walking Dead, she's trying to do more like movie roles and get into writing more. Um, Lupita Nyong'o, I feel like, would be, at, at best, maybe an episode. Um, you could maybe get... Uh, what's her name? Who plays Shuri? Letitia Wright. Maybe. You you can maybe get a couple members of the royalty, but I don't think it's going to be a focus on that. I am I'm I'm thinking it's probably going to be like a Dora Milaje focus show that's going to help expand the culture of Wakanda. Um, Either that or and I'm certain it's probably going to tie into Black Panther 2. Well, no. Because Black Panther 2 comes out in 2022, doesn't it? It does,
2: yeah. God damn, so this might be after that. Mm, damn, that's far
0: (laughs) we forget 2022 is next year that means they'll start filming later this year wow, yeah you're right the release date is is still February, isn't it? like February 18th or something
2: no, didn't they move it to summer or something? let me look it up I'm pretty sure they moved it back
0: uh, wait, let me see let me see real quick I have the... the no, it's July, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, so, nonetheless, I'm I'm imagining, like, an, I usually think production cycles about nine months to a year. So, they'll probably start pre-production this summer. Um, but I don't think they're going to bang out a TV show between now and then. I mean, this TV show will probably be set after it, so it may continue. That's still... Huh. That show may be, be between Black Panther 2 and Captain Marvel 2. This is
2: really interesting. There's a oh, damn. It's really
0: sorry. This is this is kind of blowing my mind when I'm actually like thinking about it. Um. Yeah. Maybe. Uh. I, I maybe it'll be set in the past. Mmm. Okay. And show one of the uh, other. Ancestors of the Black Panther, which would make the most sense, in my opinion, uh, especially if we're having this whole multi-dimensional timeline and we're, you know, not recasting T'Challa. You could pull in an older Black Panther, a la like Legends of Tomorrow. That's what they did with Vixen. They got our grandmother. So uh, somebody actually had an interesting suggestion. Um, They're talking about potentially recasting T'Challa with uh, uh, who was the actor? The actor that played the young version of Tachaka at the beginning of Black Panther, I don't know who you're talking about, yeah. Uh, not I think it's not John Connie who plays actual Tachaka, but I think uh, some Joseph Connie or something I think that's his name. Ooh, saying, what about saying, what about this? they were saying, I'm sorry, they were saying, what? Well, oh, no, they're saying that maybe he could he could uh play T'Challa if they were to replace him, but I'm just like, yeah, if we're doing alternate dimensions and different realities, you could potentially scoop up alternate Tachaka, from a timeline where he didn't die or an alternate Killmonger as Michael B. Jordan I think said that he doesn't have an issue with coming back we're playing with dimensions we got dimensions and spirit realms we can get creative
2: mm. but what were you going to suggest what were you going to say
1: I was gonna say, what if Black Panther Two is uses T'Chaka and it's like a period piece? So like, it kind of how that. uh Remember that Black Panther show where it was like, it was like comic strips. And it was like
0: motion, oh oh motion the, the motion comic series. I like that. Yeah. I like it a lot. Jam and Hansu, I think, was Black Panther and uh, bro, Jill Scott was Storm. Oh son. Oh yeah. Uh, it just got so fine, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, they have that episode.
1: I think it was, I can, I, I think it was just an episode where it showed like old, like an older Black Panther, like a, it was like a kind of a flashback or something. But it was oh, like the World War Two, yeah, World War Two, Captain America. So I'm like, what if yeah. it's something like that? What if that'd be interesting? Because if they if they feel like they can't go forward, they can definitely go backwards. Right, but, and I
2: think. I don't know the if I progressive universe. You can always do that. hmm Which I would not be mad at that
1: tale, but, you know, yeah. I'm also curious to see the future of Wakanda and how they explain um, away T'Challa.
0: Yeah, I, and I think it, that would create an interesting dynamic having Shuri act, uh, not act, but uh, run into her father in his prime. Mm. Um, you know Shuri's relatively young she's like early 20s you know, their dad was in like their 60s I mean yeah I'm in like 40s stuff like that. as somebody with an older parent um, you, you kind of see somebody in the middle of their life I think that'd be an interesting interaction to see a different version of T'Chaka in the prime of his life uh, you know a different timeline uh, I'd be curious to see how they handled the storm thing um if that's and what they would do with Kia. cuz you know we said on the show it wouldn't be a problem at all to see Lupita Nyong'o as the Black Panther it makes sense to me uh, i i would have no qualms or squabbles with it you know
2: oh, Black no. Panther is not a
0: bad one yeah Black Panther is a mantle Lupita has the leadership qualities and acting prowess enough to carry a movie as the next Black Panther I, or they or they can give it to Okoye. Yeah, um, I feel like Okoye is too dedicated to the uh, Duramalaje role to take it on. I think she would she would probably pass it off to somebody else. But yeah, I think um, uh, actually, you know, it'd be crazy if they brought in Casper Cole, uh, White Wolf, or uh, or uh, T'Challa's white brother, White Wolf. Which no, oh. they, they, call, they call Bucky that in the movie, but he does have like that. Uh, there is that like half-black, half-Jewish guy from New York that took up the mantle, mantle of Black Panther briefly uh, and became one of the White Wolves. There there were two of them. There's Casper Cole and then another. Mm,
2: okay. I
0: don't know. It, it offers a lot of possibilities, so I'm very curious about this this uh, show and where they might take it. And I want to be in it. I want to be the next Black Panther. The light skin try. <laughs> no. I'd be mad at it. Like, oh, I am uh I'm from the part of Wakanda that that uh you know be fucking white women. So opt out a couple light skins by accident. Whoopsie, sorry. Blame my (laughs) great grandparents, but uh yeah, yeah. Um see what other oh we got two other things for Marvel News. uh, no, three. These bits are movie news. Uh first set photos for Thor, Love and Thunder have leaked. Have you seen them? What do you think? I think they're cool.
2: Um, I thought they were
0: great. He, look, he looks good so far. Yeah. He pointed out he's looking a lot like Thunderstrike with the yellow wraps and the vest and everything. So I think that's a really cool uh, homage to they.
1: No, I, I dig it. Star Lord has a full beard. Uh, so in his new costume. And then um, James Gunn's brother, who was a character in the past too, he has Yondu's fin. And he has the the yeah the needle thing. The, yeah. Didn't he have? He got that at the end of Age of Ultron. Not Age of Ultron. At uh, the second Thor movie, right? I mean, the second uh, Guardians movie. Yeah, he got it at the end of Second Guardians because he was using it then.
2: Right. Hmm.
1: No, it's very yeah, interesting. So- I look forward to seeing what how they how they do it. And it's like, are they going to be a have a Decent part in the movie, or is it going to be similar to how uh Thor Ragnarok started where like they need,
0: they need an explanation for why he's with them and now why he's not with them kind of scenario. Yeah, uh Thor is also skinny again and has a, a giant goat with him.: I don't know if I um, describe him as skinny.
2: <laughs> will, did, you see his, did you see his arms bro? He are, what? Did we look at the <laughs> same man? Right, I'm like I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> how yeah, not, not not slim, but like he, he's like old Thor, I guess is how to say it. Yeah, he is no longer a uh, thick Thor. He's Slim, thick Thor now. Yeah,
1: slim, slim thick. Come get your slim, thick real quick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. It, and it is interesting. I think they're bringing in uh um some, some flying horses too. 'Cause evidently there have been pictures of uh I think Natalie Portman and Tessa Thompson or Tessa and uh Chris Evans Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth riding they've been doing some horseback training. We're gonna get some uh some sequences, I think, with their flying horses or something like
2: that. Oh really? Okay.
0: I forget the name of the actual character. They they have names mm. Yeah. It look looks so far so good. I'm interested to see how the uh the guardians integrate into it. Uh, this might be another kind of arc story that connects Thor 4 with Guardians 3. Um, so I'm curious to see how this goes. I want to see more of their costumes. Uh, I want to see Thor Valkyrie and uh, what Natalie Portman's going to be like in this movie as as Jane Thor. Those are, that's what's really in my attention.
2: I'm excited yeah. to see that. No, saying That's going to be really interesting,
1: really exciting, and uh, yeah, we just gotta wait for the the universe to unfold, man.
0: Yeah, man. Just uh, be being patient and hiding our time to see see what other uh, looks and information come. Also, Nebula looking like a whole snack too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like mm. a whole robotic snack up in here. Right, a cyber snack, my man. <laughs> at- a cyber snack.
0: <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm. Karen Gillen just doing the. I don't know what it is. Something about her as Nebula is just just, just right. Maybe it's because she's evil. Yeah, just 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 evil enough, just bald enough. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. It it works. It works for her. Not not often you can see somebody with afrobotics and blue skin and think, you know what? There's something about her that's a little different than these other girls out here. <laughs> I don't know if it's the lack of hair or the robot arms, but something about this girl is a little different. She's not like these regular girls. She's a little different. You know?
1: <laughs> the blue hits different.
0: Yeah, that that blue, that blue hit different. I don't know. Captain Kirk might have been known to something back in the eight in the sixties. <laughs> He's
1: like, yeah, like, oh, okay. <laughs> Captain Kirk, Kirk he knew what it was about. He was there he there early pioneering pioneering mm-hmm. and exploring alright
0: But uh yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for for four four in or four. four. Uh, and then the last but mm-hmm. oh no, no, there were two piece, there are the two more pieces of news um with Marvel.: One, uh did you want to talk about that Tom Holland thing that you told me earlier? You can You can break it down better than I can um
1: okay okay in spider-man news tom holland recently had an interview with variety where the guy had asked him kind of straight up about what was going on with spider-man like if it's the multiverse film all of that and he he's gotten better he used to he used to spoil and he used to let things slip out of the bag but he's gotten accidentally very on purpose. <laughs> accidentally on purpose he's gotten very selective with his words and he said this new Spider-Man, what they're trying to do is one of the, moves, the most ambitious sing, single hero or standalone comic book movies ever made. And he's like, they're trying to do that and they're succeeding. And I'm like, okay, okay. And then he also said that I saw today that he doesn't even know if Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield in the movie. He said, "I don't know. Marvel hasn't said anything, but that's something they would do." I could be sitting in the theater and I'd be like, "Oh, who, that's who those tennis balls were." <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I mean, um, here's this is either one or two things. Either he does know, and uh, he's he's being coy about it. Which I think that's honestly the the true merit of these Marvel actors is they know and to shut up like i know they talk about tom fucking up in the past there was a part of me that thinks that that was like accidentally on purpose as like a publicity move like oh no i accidentally showed this title for the next movie guess that's just gonna generate buzz oh well like i think maybe the first two times there were fuck-ups but after that i think that kevin was like do that again <laughs> <laughs> our stocks yeah, say rose. one more time <laughs> right. our stocks rose because you fucked up on instagram you know um I think this go-round, either he does know and he's playing coy, or he legitimately doesn't know, which is also fine by me. Because here's the thing. If they show up, there's a part of me that's always going to have that doubt. No matter how much we see these leaks, or even these set photos, I never believe anything till I sit down and watch it for myself. Fucking Evan Peters thing. For example, we talked about it last week. Saw a straight-up picture. I did not believe it till I sat my happy hips down this morning and watched it. And I freaked out because I couldn't (laughs) believe it. So even if they could show me pictures of Tom, Andrew, and Toby on set, high fiving in their suits, I still wouldn't fully believe it till I saw that shit on screen. Be like, ah, that's Photoshop. Oslogic could have did that shit. (laughs) We don't know, right? We don't know.
1: The internet's like crazy that. these days.
0: Yeah, because it's like they could lie and cut him out the movie, and it's just Tom the whole time, and we've been deceived. Like I, I, I'm, I'm skeptical. But you know, if they are, if they are there, uh, cool. If they're not there, also cool. Now, him saying it's the most ambitious, which, of course, you got to be a little bit hyperbolic to drive up interest. But that is a uh, bold statement to make about a
2: film, uh. Because,
0: I guess, if what we're hearing is true, it might be next to maybe Doctor Strange. And and we don't know what the fuck they're doing with that. That shit has been hush-hush since Sam Raimi uh, took over the directing role. We don't know what they're doing at all with that. But yeah, I mean, potentially introducing... You know, I know last week we talked about all those potential spoilers and whatnot. Uh, yeah. If they do do some of those things, I guess in terms of single character focused films, it might be the most ambitious. I know I sound skeptical saying that, but like I'm thinking of what you can compare it to, and I don't think there's really a comparison aside from maybe Into the Spider Verse, uh, which again. It's another Spider-Man property. So, uh, like even Crisis on Infinite
2: Earths eh, wasn't. It was fun, but I don't think it'll. Uh, I don't think Crisis fully hit. Uh,
0: what like Spider-Man could? You know,
2: mm, like you're, you're right. talking
0: about three entirely different generations of Spider-Man. And we have grown up with all three of them mm-hmm. um, in comparison to the Arrowverse, which was popping between TV shows and one movie cameo. <laughs> oh, two movie cameos. Uh, and and they didn't even do that the full justice that I think they deserved. So that's why I think that though that one is cool, uh, it ultimately may not hold as much weight as Kobe, Andrew and Tom. Like Grant Gustin meeting Ezra Miller, as much as I don't like Ezra Miller's Flash, that's insanely cool for them to pull off. But Toby, Tom, and Andrew—people have been talking about. We've been talking about this since we were at the channel that won't be named on my show. Right. That's how long we've been talking about this shit.
2: Yeah,
1: man, like, this is like, like been highly anticipated, like fan fan service to like the max. I didn't think we'd actually ever do it, but. Here, lo and behold, nothing confirmed, but I think it's happening because I feel like there's too much anticipation, too many rumors from too many, too many different sources for it not to be true.
0: And uh, apparently, a a leak came, an alleged, a tweet came out from a a DoorDash employee saying he just delivered food to Andrew Garfield, Atlanta, and people are like, "Holy shit, he's on the set!" Oh. <laughs> Uh, if that that would be the weirdest way to get that confirmation is through somebody just tweeting about meeting a celebrity but um yeah he he might be right because Sony's been talking about this crossover shit since before spider like before the comic spider verse happened before Tom was cast as before the deal happened this is I'm talking we're talking Sony email leaks about Spider Man versus the amazing Spider Man. That is how long Sony has been trying desperately to pull some shit off.
2: Right. But this yeah, is- they've been working at this for years. Yeah,
0: let's see. What is the 2014, 2015? That's about five, six. This is about five, six years in discussion, maybe longer.
2: About a yeah, I mean if they pull it off, I hope they pull it off. Uh it it that shit, man. You know, he might be right. Yeah, man. Fingers crossed.
0: Fingers crossed. Uh and we got one last piece of Marvel movie news. He officially got confirmation of who the writer is for Mahershala Ali's blade movie. And it is. I'm gonna try and say this name right. Stacy <laughs> Jose Kufur, a writer on HBO's Watchmen series, has been hired to be the writer for the movie. Uh, I don't believe we have a director as of yet. We do have a writer, so that, that bodes well. She is a uh, a, a beautiful black woman, a uh, member of the Writers Guild of America. She is known for the show's Pen F Five on Hulu. And Watchmen, and the movie, the Oscar panel. I have never that in
2: 2014. Um, see. Is that a is that an indie movie? The Oscar mm, panel. Never heard of it. Uh,
0: oh no, she was in it. She was a cast member.
2: Oh, okay.
0: okay. Interesting. Looks like a like a. I think it's an improv short. Yeah, it is. It's an improv short. Uh, okay, so she she's an actor and a writer. Um, let me see if it, I think it actually, her LinkedIn came up, of all things,
2: <laughs> when I, mm-hmm.
0: as I Google her. Um, I mean, I, I I trust her as a, okay, so she's an actress and a playwright, so it's not like she's,
2: you know, writing, Andrea from
0: NYU, fan drama,
3: interesting.
2: Um, I, I'm curious how they found this talent. Very curious.
3: Yeah. What her Instagram
2: says. Uh, she got a small following too. Only only twenty five hundred followers. Oh. Very, yeah, very small. follow her now.
0: Well, before she blow up. <laughs> right? Uh what episode did she write of watch? Wonder it. She, because she has a post about it. Um, and how she got approached by, uh, I think she got approached by Lindelof to to do. Watchmen. Oh, she talking about how, like, she she was overwhelmed and cried and proud as you know, a black female playwright, which I think is great.
2: Um, I oh, think that's amazing. It,
0: oh, yeah. I'm
2: interested in,
0: uh, in the narrative that she's gonna create because what i've been very curious of is um do you remember when they were going to bring back blade for a solo comic and the premise was him teaching his daughter to be a vampire hunter uh but it wound up getting canceled partially due to the backlash because it was a white writer um
3: no from like like 2015.
0: it It was really cool oh i'm sorry what I'm looking at her writing credits. She's doing a a Binti, which is an adaptation of of a book. I think it's a more futuristic book. And Nnedi Okorafor, who has written for Marvel before, is the writer of this novel, Binti. I've been very curious about her writing. Uh, So evidently, she's also writing the Binti adaptation. She's written for the TV series Run, uh, the TV series Hunters. And she was a story editor for Watchmen, and she wrote... Which one did she write? Mm. Uh, oh, In Almost Religious Awe. Which episode is that?
2: That is... I think it's the first episode.
0: Uh, no. That is... Angela undergoes an unconventional treatment. Laurie chases down a lead. The smartest man in the world delivers a stunning defense of his past action. Uh, uh, fucking hell, what episode is that? Oh no, let me look it up as well. Uh, I'm looking it up on IMDb. That is episode 7. Yeah. The one so with the, the uh, uh when Oh, recovered. maybe it's the one where
1: Yeah, so it's not the one where she trips out. No, that's the no, one no. after she trips out. So after yes, she she comes to from the dream.
0: Yes, so that is that is the episode that this young lady wrote. Uh, oh, she's wrote one episode of Pen I Five. She's, but well, she was a story editor for Watchmen. <laughs> okay, so she did still play a pretty significant role there. She's a story editor for Hunters. She's executive story editor for Run. So this is a pretty, is that a is this a strong strong uh, set list? Um, she's acted in Pen I Five, accountability partners. Partners, Oscar Panel. Uh, yeah.
2: Okay. Not a, not a
0: bad you know not bad i'm 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 curious but yeah uh, i i was bringing up that that comic is i'm wondering if she's going to pull from uh, any uh, of that abandoned uh run for any ideas cuz i thought it was a really really cool concept and i think exploring the dynamic of a a uh i guess you could say a superhero family from the perspective of a black man and his daughter I think that that could be a really interesting premise because that's not something we've really seen before. Is you know, a positive dynamic with a father and daughter uh, regarding being heroes. I think that could make for something very interesting. Isn't that what Black Lightning does? Oh shit! You are right? <laughs> oh wait, no, 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 his, <laughs> no, no. His wife is still in the picture, or ex-wife. She's still around, but I mean, just a, a single father, I guess. He is
1: a single father, technically, right? Or they get yeah, back but, together? Yeah. Just I, a, fam- like, yeah. a a a back a black family of superheroes, but I get what you're getting at. I get what you're getting. Yeah. At. But it, was, it so can still be it could still be really cool if that's the route that it's had to go. With.
2: Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm curious the the story that
0: he's you know gonna make uh, with it, and if he's gonna pull from any of that, or if she's gonna pull from any of the other runs or stuff like that. Mm. i'll I'll send you the, the the picture but i mean how do you feel uh i don't know her for many things other than watchmen
1: Well, i think it's cool you know if that's your writing credit on watchman watchmen's a great show it's not a bad place to start not a or not a bad credit to have so yeah i can't really judge because i haven't seen too many of her other work and like i think a, when we get closer to them actually filming, we just see how Blade turns out to be. I think that's when I'll start to get excited, excitement. Because I don't think just news about a writer who isn't necessarily established does anything for me as of yet. So we'll just have to see how that goes.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, remain open-minded. I'm excited for Blade. Uh, Curious to, to see what she'll bring to it.
2: Yeah, well, likewise. Yeah.
0: So let's move on. We finally made it through the, through the tundras of Marvel news because they just decided you're going to see everything this week. Uh, to a bit of Transformers news. And it's actually interesting to me because it may make me return to the franchise. I know everybody loved Bumblebee. I never sat down and saw it. I heard it was very G1. Now I may have to see it. Uh, other than the fact that you know it, it, it sounded like a very entertaining movie. Apparently, you're getting information mm. about the uh, follow-up called Transformers: Beast Alliance. Is the working title, and we got some uh, some story details as well. Uh, uh, this is supposed to be set in the same soft reboot universe as Bumblebee. Um, they're trying to Stephen Capel Jr., the director of Creed Two, uh, is set to be the director for Beast Alliance fans of Cybertron should sit down for this one. We have a new report that promises to train. This is coming from the Illuminati and a couple other outlets. I've um,
2: Illuminati,
0: That's great. Yeah. Uh, so Cable has secured the job to be the director. They're looking to begin shooting in either late spring or early summer. Um, Beast Alliance takes place in the Bumblebee timeline and will be set in the 1990s. Film will have the flavor of a heist film that will span from Brooklyn to South America. They're currently looking to cast either an African-American or Latino actor in his early to mid-twenties for the role, so we both should go out and try to find this. (laughs) We are are very much those. Um, Along with a female co-lead, as old or even slightly older, who can pass for a native New Yorker. Uh, I have a friend in mine. I wonder if she can. I probably can. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. they were unable to get a double confirmation of what Transformer robot characters are slated to appear. However, uh, fans of the 90s show Beast Wars, they have something to kind of look forward to with the name like Beast Alliance. It kind of invokes a lot of memories of a, of a very classic, if, if not dated, uh, Transformers uh, TV show. Obi-Wan Kenobi's Joby Harold has taken over scripting duties from uh, Ken Nolan. Uh, yeah, Joby Harold. This is a new name. Uh, so it looks like we have the team behind it. We have a bit of an idea of what they're looking for. Um, I am very, okay. enjoyed, very excited, especially with the way they just entirely fucking mishandled Grimlock uh, in the last night. I don't. Something about it's. I don't know how you managed to take the character out of a giant robot dinosaur, but you did it. <laughs> well, hopefully,
2: somehow managed to. All right. So, uh, hopefully, have you seen Transformers Beast Wars before? Uh, I have
1: not. I don't believe so. No,
0: it's fucking nuts. Uh, um, I so I I did not. It wasn't the Transformers that I grew up with. I grew up with Armada and Cybertron when I was a kid. Uh, and Same, those was those the ones that, the anime ones. Uh, so Beast Wars was like right before that, and it was all CGI. And the uh, what I do remember, I didn't watch the show. I do vividly remember the toys based off the show because I had one that turned from a Stegosaurus. It was some Decepticon turned from a Stegosaurus to the Decepticon version. The designs were really cool. Um, I think uh, Megatron turns into a T-Rex, and Optimus Prime turns into a gorilla. Which, if that's what they're doing,
2: this is gonna be a fun time. Um, that is
1: pretty cool. I hope it's a just. Time.
0: Just Google the pictures from Beast Wars. Yeah, Megatron is uh, can turn into a T-Rex.
2: That's oh, enough stat. <laughs> I love that.
0: Please do that. <laughs> that's that's all you need. And there's like uh, Falcons and shit. I just um the, the CGI is a little dated, but I uh, apparently a lot of people have find. God damn, three seasons. The show had three seasons, dude. From ninety six to ninety nine. Mm. Wow! And it had a sequel series, Beast Machines,
2: Transformers. Um Optimus
0: Primal. That was the name.
1: Optimus Primal. I love that.
0: Yeah. And I think that the the Cheetor, Tigerhawk, Tigatron, Unicron showed up, Alvrazor, Rat Trap, mm-hmm. Silver Bolt, Inox, these names are gangster as hell. Okay. Black Arachnea, Terrorsoar, Tarantulas Scorponok? bro. These names are fire, man. I'd Scorponok. <laughs> Uh, if if they're pulling from Beast Wars, this movie might be lit. Like, if if they do end up going full Beast Wars, and we're getting like fucking Optimus Primal, uh, with Optimus Prime turning into a giant robot gorilla. <laughs> shit, bro. I'll watch Bumblebee and see this. I,
2: <laughs> Wait, you still not seen Bumblebee? I
0: haven't, I, bro. Uh, the last Transformers movie I saw was uh two. It
2: was two, uh, really.
0: Yeah. Uh and that something about I think something about the marketing for three, it just turned me off. And from there, I just refused. I could not be bothered to watch a Transformers movie. I did I, 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 I saw the trailer for five. Yeah. I saw the trailer for, for Bumblebee, and everyone was really positive towards it. Like what I was I I was a little bit interested when I saw the G one designs. Like I acknowledged that I'm like, oh shit, you know they got the OG designs. Everybody, everything looks good. It's classic. The tone the tone seemed way better. Uh, the direction seemed so much better. Um, everybody Mm -hmm. that you know saw it had a lot of positive things to say about it. I just I wasn't, you know, I I I like Transformers to an extent. Like I, in a weird way, it is a franchise I grew up with. With us talking about like Armada and Cybertron, like the Transformers anime, and then they had the one, uh, done by the character designer for Teen Titans. So I remember that too, with, with the little black girl. So it's it's not like I'm a stranger to Transformers, you know. I I enjoy it. Uh, I just never like, I'm really really into it. Uh, outside of like maybe the the first movie, which I don't think is it, got. I don't think it's got awful, but it's not great.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> not the best like I'm sure Bumblebee is better than than that. Like I'm not worried about that. Um, I don't know. I just wasn't really like in. I uh like they they almost got me with the last night. I'm like, oh shit, Grimlock's in here. You know, robot dinosaur. You certainly have me interested. Then I saw the reviews. And I'm like, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> the man yeah, and is, all that. Like I like Stephen Caple Jr. You no, know, I I fuck with Creed too. That movie is.
2: It's great. Both of them uh, are great. Yeah, Creed 1 and 2 are higher. Oh. oh,
0: oh. <laughs> what? Uh, well, I'll finish my point. Um, I love the Creed movies. I don't think there needs to be a third one. And now Michael B. Jordan is directing. And I'm really, really scared because there didn't need to be a second Creed. The fact that that movie came out as good as it is is a is a testament to to God's plans for Earth. Stop trying to push your luck, okay? Um. So, I am scared. Is oh sweet, fucking Jesus. Okay, so The the writer,
2: Joby Harold, has an interesting track record. Uh, mm.
0: he was a producer on Edge of Tomorrow, but he was also the writer for King Arthur Leg- Legend of the Sword. Oh,
2: see that? Very interesting, it
0: sucked. <laughs> I saw it with our friend CJ. Um, because we were supposed to go to a Wonder Woman screening, didn't make it there in time. So we said, fuck it, bro date. We watched King Arthur <laughs> Sword. It was really bad. It was really bad. Um, oh no. He was the executive producer for Robin Hood. Uh, the 2018 one with Taryn Edgerton and Jamie Foxx. You remember that?
3: Mm-mm.
2: Wait. Taryn Edgerton and, and Jamie Foxx? In- I mean oh,
0: that that Robin Hood one they tried to do with it was like kind of steampunky.
2: Wait, vaguely,
0: vaguely, yeah. I can remember this. Yeah, because no one saw it. Um, he executive produced that. Executive produced John Wick Chapter Three. He's a writer. No, yeah, he's a writer for Zack Snyder's upcoming Army of the Dead. He's a. And it hasn't for the writer for it says the Transformers. Uh, I'm guessing that's this one.
2: And then he's producing
0: like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, not ten, ten upcoming movies, including an I Am Legend reboot and Space Mountain. And a Space Invaders movie.
2: (laughs) What this this man, and he he
0: was an executive producer for Underground, and he's also one of the writers for Kenobi. This man's Bat Cap
2: track record of filmography is stressing me out. <laughs> man, what the fuck! Wait, 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 wait. Side yeah. note.
0: Did you know that Terrence Howard, Jessica Alba, and Hayden Christensen were in a movie together that he wrote
2: and directed? Wait, I did. what? Wait, so say,
0: say it it's again? Called, it's called Awake from The Weinstein Company starring Hayden Christensen, Anakin Skywalker, uh, Jessica Alba, Invisible Woman, and Terrence Howard, the first War Machine.
2: Oh wow! No, I didn't know about this. What the fuck? This is this has to be the weirdest filmography I've ever seen. Huh. Dude. I am. It's I am. Weird. I am perplexed and a little scared. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. Uh but apparently his first movie a 32 million on a budget of 8. So it made its money back. Uh um was not well obviously okay. But it was also
0: almost 15 years ago.
2: So okay.
0: um yeah. Uh what do you going back to the main topic? What do we think about the, the Transformers news um... I mean I'm excited. I, I I guess if I I don't know now because of this dude, but everything else sounds really cool if they're doing uh you know a uh my adaptation of Beast Wars is like that's just a cool name.
2: No, I think it's dope. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, I'll watch it. I'll watch Beast Wars, of course. Um, I can't. I can't really say I'm too versed or caught up in the stuff going on with Transformers, but other, you am I, know,
0: they have a Netflix show. the Last I heard, produced by uh, Rooster
1: Teeth. Oh, interesting. I never
2: knew this. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. It's called. But Over yeah, I'll Tabletron. watch it yeah a
0: report of it. yeah um oh speaking of robots i i do need to mention this I, I i haven't sat down and watched the trailer for it uh we got we did get a, a trailer for pacific rim the black and i think we got a confirmation date of march 4th i think is the release date on the march 4th or march 7th. it's next month i believe so that anime they said years ago uh that we didn't hear jack shit about is finally happening. Um, but it's in that god awful ugly cel shaded style, and I hate it.
2: Um mm.
0: other than that, the the little bit that I've looked at, it, it it looks okay. I don't have any thoughts on it. We'll we'll come back at a later time, maybe when we watch it or some shit like that. I don't know. Are, were you looking forward to the Pacific Rim anime?
1: you I mean, i watch it. I have no strong feelings about it, which way or the other, but I'll no. I'll check it out. I mean, I like Pacific Rim one. Uh, And we don't talk about Pacific Rim, too. (laughs) Don't don't even
2: want to acknowledge it. Um, Nope. What what movie?
0: Just uh, hopefully, you know, the black is good. Black is always good. Amen. Amen, amen. Uh, (laughs) With that said, all our main stuff is out of the way, but this is a pop culture podcast where would we be without some light uh, pop culture discussion. And the last thing I want to talk about is Put your head on my shoulder. The motherfucking silhouette challenge, my man. Have you seen it? Have you heard the word? <laughs> Have I seen it? Uh, you can say that. You can... <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can Have say I that. seen it? Um, so
0: it's been making its rounds, you know. Um, following. After the busted challenge, we now have the silhouette challenge. Um, two interesting things have kind of come as a result of it. One, um, apparently, some fucking weirdos are taking because, uh, be careful when you do these this challenge, uh, ladies and, and gents and the rest of y'all. Um, because apparently people are taking the red filter video and reversing it or no, removing the filter to see people either naked or in their underoos or something like that. Uh, And let me just say, uh, you're weird, buddy! You're weird!
2: <laughs> Stop it, man! Look, porn is free.
0: Despite what happened to the hub and the Thanos snapping of all the illegal porn, you have so many options. You have you don't even have to go that far. You already went to Instagram. Just keep scrolling. Just go to the Explore page and have a ball. Like, <laughs> like I don't understand how people are making millions off OnlyFans. Titties and ass are free. Right. Like, it, it takes no, it would take me longer to microwave a Hot Pocket and To find ass and titties on Instagram. The time it would take me. To go down the steps. Open up the freezer. Pull it out. And stick it in the microwave. I could have. Been. Started and finished. If you go through the effort. Of. Being so down bad. That you're like. I have to reverse. Image filter. A just a fun video of women and men enjoying their bodies. Stop it, you fucking weirdos! You're weird, buddy.
2: <laughs> okay, this this dick ain't free, but ass and titties are. <laughs> Let's just make that clear. Oh, those niggas
0: are weird. Like all that effort or horny, bro, it's not look, get help, alright man, if They're it desperate. is that if, it, if you are that desperate to, to find ass and titties, which first of all the women that are doing this challenge all of the beautiful magnificent intellectual women out there that are participating in this challenge we appreciate you, very much so but also <laughs> I am without a doubt certain that there's probably some other pictures on their page that could hold your attention for your intentions, if you understand my verbiage. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure that's, I'm sure a darkened silhouette of them slow whining against the doorframe is like the lower rung of attractive photos they have on their page. I am for damn certain. Like, do you, do you follow Persephone King?
1: Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm just saying, like, I think she, she did one. Um, And so it's just like, bro, if you're so down bad that you got to, you know, you're in hell, man, you're suffering, you know? You got to take the video and and like cut out the filter and everything. Just scroll down. I guarantee you, you will see something. Something (laughs) like it's not like she she only posted the the silhouette challenge and said, "Well, that's enough." (laughs) (laughs) Not going to show anything else. Like, no, you know, I am I am very much a a you know, sex positive person. If you want to show your body, of age and consent. Show your body if you want to be more conservative. Be more conservative, which leads me into my next point. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: There are evidently some sad,
0: ashy, dusty, pitiful motherfuckers that are bullying the amazingly talented Chloe Bailey on social media. Have you mm-hmm. heard about this? I
2: haven't you. Shameful. So.
0: It's it's tragic. So if you do not know, uh unfortunately you may be under a rock, but Chloe and Holly are a sister duo of uh extremely talented uh Grammy nominated uh Beyoncé protege, uh multi multi-instrumental, multi-instrumental uh multi-talented. Like they act, they sing, they dance, um they, uh, they produce their own music. Uh, I believe they both know. They make their own. Yeah, they make their own beats. They can play piano, guitar. They can sing. Uh, it's like I love their music. They're amazingly talented. It's, uh, it's like somewhere between Beyonce and Janelle Monae. Uh, they're they're just super duper talented, and and I really love their music. But evident- but also recently they they've decided to begin developing their own individual identities as well because uh and people are, they, they've opened their own social media pages so like they still have their joint account but they're also want to kind of cultivate their their own fan bases individually as well uh just because they're different people they have different personalities i think it's a good thing i think it's great for their marketing you know holly is uh working on that little mermaid movie that we have coming out from disney no one asked for but you know god bless her she has the acting chops and the singing ability to to pull it off and chloe chloe's dabbling with music i think she's uh teasing a collaboration with black um, who's also really really good at what he does as a as a singer and rapper and lyricist um so she participated and you know between the sisters i think they're both very beautiful chloe does
2: have a, a little bit more figure oh, well. to her
0: <laughs> she she has a she has she has a, a rather noticeably more curvaceous body um mind you both great looking you know if we're if we're talking about like objectivity here they're both fine like let's get that out the way now <laughs> they're they're fine bro <laughs> but um <laughs> that aside you know if you've ever seen Chloe perform. She's a little bit more willing to throw them legs out, uh, throw her hips around, you know, do some thrusts, do some pumps, throw a couple twerk moves in there. She'll kick that leg out. You know, she's a little bit more uh, aggressive and comfortable in terms of how she moves her body. Uh, and so, on her social media page, she did the busted challenge, and in my opinion, she low key kind of won because, damn. Um, that thing was banging, Uh evidently <laughs> with her posting, you know, her busset challenge. And I believe she participated in the silhouette challenge as well. No, no. Well, it was her own silhouette challenge, which was a choreography from I think a friend of hers set to um early in the morning when I think about you. Fuck you all the time, uh by Jeremiah. I had to remember the name of the song. Um <laughs> and and did you see it? I thought I sent it to you. The Busted Challenge, yeah, I saw it. Oh, uh, not the silhouette one. I mean the Busted Challenge, too.
2: Um, maybe I didn't see her silhouette.
0: I'll, I'll send it to you. But um, anyways, evidently a lot of people on, on social media, and unfortunately, a lot of women I noticed. Are very critical of uh of Chloe kind of embracing her body, feeling comfortable, feeling free to, to dance. And, you know, I think Ryan Davis brought up a really, and she wound up, she was on social media, honestly, she was crying. She was talking about how during quarantine, she got really in touch with herself and her sensuality and her sexuality and her uh, spirituality. And how she just, his, you know, talk about how she's very nerdy and very, and how she wanted to kind of cut loose and, and have fun, which I think that's fair you know, if you're an adult own as hell on social media, you should be free to, to do what you want to do. I do think Ryan Davis made a good point about uh, social media and with growing a large following. There are going to be people that aren't exactly fond of what you do. And there were a lot of arguments kind of pushing the narrative of why is it always that? Cause like, if you look at their individual social media accounts, yeah, Chloe, I think has a bigger following on her individual account than Holly does. Um, does Holly post like poetry, pictures of sky and cloud, and maybe a couple things of her working out? Or, or Holly, uh, I meant, um, Chloe, you know, post her making beats, but also a little bit more of her being free, moving her body, dancing around, and stuff like that. Cause that's how she expresses herself. So naturally, you know, a lot more people are probably going to gravitate just because of the nature of that content. I don't think that makes it right or wrong. It's just the nature of the whole social media game and shit like that. It's like saying, you know, Why don't we have more following as a podcast in comparison to like uh, a girl with an OnlyFans? Right. This is the nature of the game. (laughs) This is the nature of the game. Um, And kind of the nature of her getting this larger following, which of course you're naturally going to draw criticism. I feel bad though. This is her first real exposure because all she's doing, and I think anyone on social media of legal and consenting age should have the right to be able to be, you know and expressive like if, if Lizzo can shake her whole ass cheeks and talk to her, her stomach and her underwear on social media and you know we salute her for it are y'all coming for this 22 year old young, young woman who is also extremely talented who has made a great effort to make a name for herself a personality for herself a, a, an individuality for herself the time she tries to go out is people trying to kind of push the narrative of why is it that uh, I understand, I almost understand where the mentality comes from of people saying, why is it that in order for black women to get greater attention in the media, um, that they have to be a little bit more sexualized or hypersexualized, which I understand. I think what doesn't make that a strong argument is that Chloe pointed out that, no, this is just how she is. This isn't her being inauthentic, I think. So I don't think mm-hmm. it's not like Nicki Minaj first starting out where she has to sell her sexuality in a male dominated industry. This isn't 2007, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Janelle Monet walked so that we could get Chloe Haley doing the busset challenge. If you, if you kind of understand where I'm getting that.
2: No, yeah, I, I completely do.
0: Like, I, I'm not saying we're fully there yet in terms of, like, the, the balance of of women being recognized for their talent and stuff like that. But at the same time, it makes me frustrated and, and disappointed to see a lot of people and a lot of women being critical of someone for being comfortable authentically and and under the misguidance of it being uh, inauthentic. The people just like to shake ass you know who Mark. I don't really see complaining about this? Not a goddamn man. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen not nary a male, get on Instagram and say, "Hey, man, there's too much ass here." <laughs> what right. Why she got that thing hanging like that?
2: I think it's <laughs> I
0: think, given the like I think just given the nature of the platform, given the nature of how social media happened, given the whole fact. Only fans can just be a career. I think there is a pressure for some women who, you know, feel the need to be more provocative in order to garner
2: uh, their attention or uh, feel attractive.
0: Uh, but I think at the same time, it kind of discounts women that are just comfortable in their own skin. Um I was uh, one of the things that that I've told one of my boys before is that it's or I think it confuses men. So I feel like you've probably experienced this man to you man. No, know, keep mm-hmm. all feelings right. no facts. If you've okay. been to a you've been to a club before and you've seen a group of girls where they're having fun, they're turning up, they're lit as shit, drinking drinks, and they're just throwing ass. And they're twerking Correct. and having a blast, but the minute a dude steps behind them, they're like, "Whoa, hey, get away from my friend, get away from Susie, or Jessica, or whatever," and you get confused because you're like, "I thought it was an invitation." No, they're just having fun. Mm-hmm. And right. So I think it's confusing for us because, like, if we're going to a club, we're like, "Oh, we're" there's usually an objective that you'd be hard pressed to find a group of guys that go to a club just to dance. Um. So I think can be kind of still a little bit difficult for people to navigate the fact that some women's comfort is embracing their body in a manner it's expressing that,
1: themselves right exactly. expressing their freedom
0: yeah. yeah expressing their freedom and sometimes that comes with their body uh, and, and when I was talking about you know Janelle Monae and like Erica Badu walking so like women could run I mean it in the sense that they put their talent first
2: you know Mm -hmm. like when I think of they let their work speak
0: exactly and you know are there women out there whose work is sex work for sure but Chloe Bailey first and foremost is raw talent I mean well not just raw but like built up talent you know her and her sister have been grinding at this shit since they were like nine, like adolescents. you know yeah they de- they
1: deserve the chance to explore themselves and who they want to be without the scrutiny but you know that just that just comes with fame you know because everybody wants to I, be in everyone else's business and rather than focusing on themselves and like what how how that affects them like th- what she does with her body has no effect on you and I'm sure us oh. two men talking about this thing is going to change so many minds. But... Oh, absolutely. Because <laughs> <laughs> if anybody knows about talking about women's body, it's two dudes on the internet. It's two straight dudes. <laughs> Nobody
0: knows women's bodies like men.
1: <laughs> right. So, yeah, man. I feel like she should be able to do whatever she wants. And she is. She's living her best life. She's doing mm. what makes her happy. And... People are gonna hate. There's always gonna be someone hating for something, you know, and that just right. that just comes with with success. And whoever has a problem with it, just follow her. You don't gotta you don't gotta look at it. You're yeah. not gonna change her mind about anything. You're not gonna change anyone
0: else's mind. So just leave her alone. Yeah, just just scroll past it. She ain't hurting nobody. Look, bro. If your definition of freedom is showing ass, doing the silhouette challenge, dancing, having fun, living life, do that shit. If your definition of freedom is, is covering up, reading books and doors, taking photos of nature and, you know, doing yoga and listening to Erica Badu, do that shit, bro. And if you feel like sharing that with social media, which inherently by its creation is to garner, you know, attention from other people and get interaction. And you should be free to do that shit as long, like, as long as you ain't hurting nobody and it's not, you know, outside the bounds of like realistically appropriate.
2: I don't see what
0: the issue is. I have no. look, man, I followed the, uh, one of the, uh, executive producers from the black dynamite TV show. He also did a uh, black Jesus and some work on the boondocks. I've seen whole unbear orgies from this man's page. I don't know how he hasn't lost his shit it's cartoons but i don't know how that shit flew like i've seen people you know posting titties post surgery and shit like that and like did it bother me no but i mean if that didn't bother me and i've seen some weird shit on instagram
2: you know i feel like
0: and it shouldn't be it shouldn't be as big of a deal as people are making out to be and it's it's a shame that, this is a lesson that she does have to learn, but it's a shame that of all people, in such a manner that it had to be like executed like this. I'm like, she didn't deserve any of that smoke. But like I it is a thing that she has to learn that you know, you just gotta learn to, to ignore people. So say stay strong, you know. Um, keep those DMs open because a real clown is ready to come through. <laughs> <laughs> to figure out what it takes to be mr bailey up in here if you you know what i mean but nonetheless all that aside like live your true sis and you know to the people out there living life live your truth you know be happy enjoy your social media it's your platform like i use my ig to post pictures of me and my friends i also posted a picture of myself in a Magnificent stallion cosplay that shit made me feel comfortable it might not have made other people feel comfortable, but shit, I was chilling. I right, drop out all my privates and shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, bro, live live your life. Make do what makes you what makes you happy. What makes you feel good. That's all you can do in this life, you know. And if the right. people that don't vibe with you and that don't don't support or don't don't like what you're doing, then they just they just aren't your people, and that's okay. Huh. You don't need everyone to
2: like
0: you. You don't need everyone to like you. And if it's something that like, if somebody's existence really bothers you, bro, just scroll or just unfollow. Like, if it bothered me that Lizzo that was fat, how would I keep following her, bro? <laughs> right. <laughs> or if, if it bothered me that Janelle Monae wears pantsuits, how would I keep following her, bro? If it bothers you, Chloe Bailey, as legs,
2: is she trying to show them fucking beautiful legs off? Oh, show them thing. Exactly. So,
0: oh, oh, but it it popped up on other people's pages. What did Unfollow. Just block the post, bro, or just scroll. Just scroll. It takes it takes no time and no money at all to just keep minding your business. It costs absolutely zero dollars to mind your fucking business. Amen to that. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Any any last thoughts on that? I mean, hey, I'm for all of the challenge, bro. We've had we've had a lot of challenges in like the past year. We had. Silhouette Challenge, the Busted Challenge, the Crybaby Challenge, which that's what turned into Busted Challenge. Um, Yeah. We had the Savage Dance. Uh, Those do challenges every year, like stupid amount of challenges. There's like a new
1: challenge. I want to say almost every two months. If not, if not
0: even more frequently. Multiple challenges yeah. at the same time. Yes. What do you think is going to come after the silhouette challenge? Do you think it might be the up challenge? Have you heard uh Cardi's new song up?
2: No, I've not. I got to um, check it out it, But yeah, it's uh watch the video. So uh, Okay. <laughs> it's not bad. It's uh uh it's, it's something Hmm. Okay. She, she goes hard uh some of these. You'll we'll <laughs> see. You'll we'll see, bro.
0: You don't even know yet. Um, oh, man. Yeah, we... Any Any last thoughts on the whole uh, thing with my girl,
2: Chloe? You know, stay strong, sis. Uh-huh. Yeah, just hope she keep staying strong and doing her. And...
0: Fuck
2: the haters. Yeah, man.
0: No, this is it's one of those rare moments where uh, I feel bad for somebody who, who literally sneezes outside of my tax bracket.
3: <laughs>
0: he has, has more talent in in her left ass cheek than I probably have in my whole body, which is fine. <laughs> it's fine. It ain't going it, it to bother me. Uh, I'm going to live my life. You know, try and do what I can. But uh, yeah. No. Anyone that got haters, don't, don't let haters get you down. Live your life, uh, and, and but we highly, you know, stay strong. Because at the end of the day, you know what you'll have that they don't have. Uh, everything else. <laughs> mm. Yep. Uh, you, you know, you know what you'll have that that none of these uh, dusty motherfuckers will have. Beyonce's number in your phone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, that's that's all you gotta say like damn everybody's being mean to me. But uh, you know what they don't have? Beyonce on speed dial. No, no, no. I don't to say that. I can't say that. I want Beyonce's number. I'll just ask you to say her that. Likes.
2: The, the <laughs> most
0: the most maybe uh, one famous Yeah, the most famous person. Yeah, maybe one day, you know. Here's hoping. The most famous person, I think, number I have, I think, is the rap critic. <laughs> just because we're homies. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I don't even want famous, just some.
1: A couple of friends who have uh, some success on YouTube, some mild success on YouTube.
0: Yeah, yeah. Rap critic and Mikey are probably the, <laughs> the most famous people I got in my phone. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Mikey and
0: uh and
1: Greg from the Real Rejects, probably the... Oh yeah, yeah, my, yeah. Mi Mike, Mikey, Greg, and uh, William Haynes. That's probably the three numbers yep. I got. Yeah. yeah. But hey, who knows? Maybe one day I'll have Will Smith's number one day. my word.
2: Oh yeah.
0: We're gonna make it happen, bro. We we both gonna have his number. Yep, Yeah. But um,
1: if you listen to Will yeah. Smith,
0: <laughs>
1: it's gonna happen.
0: <laughs> this one goes out to Will Smith. Uh,
1: shout out to Will uh, Smith.
0: Shout out to Will Smith. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Gonna do it
2: for us this week. Um, anything you want to plug, Aaron?
1: Plug. Uh check out check out my tiktok check out uh real rejects reactions to wandavision they're fantastic uh check out my instagram at the real aaron alexander my my tiktok is aaron alexander 64 and yeah i think that's all i got today
0: all right all right all right uh and i've been your host will aka will the greatest you can find me on social media at will the greatest on instagram and YouTube. You can also follow us on Instagram at Atlas Comics Elite. A-T-L-A-S, uh, Trying to get better at posting on there. I will plug one thing and I'll probably speak about it more uh, the more information I can. Uh, the short film that I was in got completed.
2: Mm-hmm. Just okay.
0: Got info, uh, so I just got info from the director. Uh, so I'm talking a tiny bit about that and, and gearing up for the next project we got a, a table week re- so that's exciting but um should be a trailer coming out the next couple of weeks that i'll that i'll post on social media uh i believe the premiere will be in march i think it's march 6th it's gonna be live on uh live streaming on twitch um so i'll put more details out about that as that comes up, uh, uh, up for people to check that out because it is while technically it is the second short film i've acted in this is the first one that, that i've gotten to see the uh i'll get to see the, the final results of so uh, i'm excited okay,
2: okay yeah. we'll be updated
0: for sure for sure but uh with that you know don't forget to like and follow and share the show this has been the ace podcast and we will see you all next time good to
2: one another Fuck them haters.